0: All right, Rowdy. Sunday, big matchup. We got the Green Bay Packers and the Houston Texans as uh familiar faces. JJ Watt. Randall Cobb. You, you miss Randy Cobb at all? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, do you? I don't. Aaron Rodgers does. He had like a big emotional thing about it a couple days ago.
1: I mean, okay, that's different. You can be friends. Do I yeah. miss do I miss your play on the field? No.
0: Yeah, I uh not really missing Randy Cobb either. I when he was you know, with the Packers, he was phenomenal, but you could tell it was nearing the end. yeah.
1: his last few years with the Packers, he looked like an older beat up player.
0: yeah, and
1: it's nothing against Randall Cobb. That's kind of what happens when you play professional football.
0: yeah, just and Father Time remains undefeated. um, when it comes to the Houston Texans, though, they are one in five. The over unders at fifty seven. Green Bay right now is a three and a half point favorite on the road. Deshaun Watson. I is, think Houston's uh,
1: better than one and five. They're better, they're totally than the better than one
0: and five. Definitely better than one and five. They've been in a lot of um. They've been in a lot of shootouts, haven't they? I mean Deshaun Watson.
1: They should have won the game last week against an undefeated Tennessee team.
0: Yes, that went into overtime, and they they should have won straight up. So looking at the Houston Texans and who have they who have they played in their record, they. Right away, week one got beat by the Chiefs, thirty-four to twenty. But well, lot, I mean, look at that schedule. The They've played some of the best teams yeah, in the first that's few games. Exactly what we're doing right now. So we got the Chiefs, thirty-four to twenty, week one. Week two, the Ravens took it to them, thirty-three to sixteen. I mean, that's talk about tough to start the season back-to-back games, and then you go to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. Where you get tuned up? Well, not really tuned up. It was a closer game, twenty-eight to twenty-one.
1: Yeah, those first three games of the, of the season for the Houston Texans were against three of the top five teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean those are juggernauts in the AFC. And then you look at the Minnesota Vikings; they were able to get their win over the Texans, thirty-one to twenty-three. Which
1: that's is, a bad game. it's
0: a bad game and a head scratcher because it wasn't Houston. And that was the only game where the Vikings actually looked like they were—I don't know—decent. Did you see the Vikings are in full like tank mode? They just traded away to the Ravens. That Ngakwe. Ngakwe that they got from the, the Jaguars, right?
1: Yeah, they traded a second-round pick for Ngakwe, and they basically are getting a third-round pick back.
0: Vikings are done. Stick a fork in that hilarious franchise. And then finally for the Texans, they did tune up uh, Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars 30-14. to 14. And then
1: they should have beat the Titans.
0: And then they should have beat the Titans and went to overtime on some – I mean, how would you describe the end of that game?
1: Um – Awful, terrible, <laughs> disgusting, gross. Because I had Houston plus five and a half, oh, okay, and they yeah. lost by six. You uh, want to see someone that was pissed off Sunday about that game? Well, should she, have been in my basement. Aren't you
0: usually always pissed off the rowdy? You're just a little more pissed off Sunday night, as uh, the Titans beat the Texans in overtime, forty-two to thirty-six. What in. They're one in one five. And five.
1: They could easily be two and three, and have three losses to three of the better teams in the NFL.
0: And I think it's very safe to say the Packers, no doubt in my mind, are should be four and one. Like there's there's no doubt about it. The Packers have whooped ass of every other team besides the Buccaneers. So the Packers four and one, and now they're favored on the road.
1: Yeah, the Packers game has been exactly how they've played so far this year. They've looked really good in four games. They're they won four right there. Yeah. They looked really bad in the last game. There, that was their loss.
0: Yeah, and then you know the Houston Texans. If you buy into what happened, J.J. Watt led the player revolt to get um, Mr. Bill Butchin, Mr. Butt Chin, Bill O'Brien fired, and now was it Romeo Cronell is uh, the interim, yep. <laughs> which I think is an upgrade from Bill O'Brien. You I think don't think so. so. I mean, maybe they I won. Mean, they won Ro- after they fired him.
1: Romeo Cronell... Is a defensive head coach?
0: I would say Bill O'Brien had zero wins, and they fired him. And then Romeo Crennel got a win.
1: He's a defensive head coach and never had any success as a head coach in the NFL. Why would you all of a sudden <laughs> have success now? You got a win, Brody, even, even later in he his won. career with a team that is is <laughs> short on talent, especially on the offensive side of the football. Who
0: would you rather be a GM for you though, Romeo Cornell or Bill O'Brien? Well, I I think the. Uh, I'm not saying that is that, that a GM. I'm just saying who would you rather have GM pulling the strings for you? Because, my God, Bill O'Brien got fleeced left and right. Now, here's the thing for
1: me and Bill O'Brien. I actually don't think Bill O'Brien's a terrible coach. I think the problem with what happened to Bill O'Brien was the fact that they gave him the GM job. So, he was head coach and GM doing two jobs. Too many things going and on. And he wasn't a good GM. There's no doubt about he was not a good GM. I think he's I think he's an average NFL head coach. I don't think he's terrible. I just think he had too much on his plate, and that Houston Texan team was not going anywhere. So time for a change, I understand it. Romeo Cornell is not going to be the head coach next year. No, 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 he's
0: not. Uh, okay, so looking at – so we, we had a guy, Rob Reichel, on yesterday, and it's something that I kind of fall in line with too, is I, I think this game might be a shootout. You think this I mean Deshaun what are the Packers bad at on defense? Stopping the run? Stopping the run and this season getting pressure on the quarterback. What is what is the Achilles heel of the Houston Texans? It's their offensive line, right? And De, like Deshaun Watson's on his ass constantly. But what can Deshaun Watson do that the Packers are bad at stopping? Running the ball, right? He's also got a arm well, that's, on him.
1: David David Johnson's back. David Johnson's actually looked pretty decent this year. He wasn't David Johnson from, what, four years ago when he busted on the scene with the Arizona Cardinals? But it's probably the healthiest he's been since then. And he has been, I guess, a bright spot a little bit for this terrible Houston Texan team because we all know Deshaun Watson is is a beast.
0: Deshaun Watson is a beast. Deshaun Watson
1: is extremely good and can win games by himself. He's a gamer. Now, that right, there's they, a ball player. They continue to hurt Deshaun Watson when you trade away people like Hopkins.
0: Imagine trading away one of the the best wide receivers in the game for for like spare parts. If I was Deshaun Watson, I'd be pissed. Obviously, I mean they led the player. Revolt and then you have uh, him and JJ Watt.
1: Fuller is obviously a, a solid receiver in the NFL for Houston, but he's always dinged up.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think he's on the. Let's see. I got. I got to get up their injury report here. Um, when it comes, I to- think he's healthy, but I'm saying just overall in his career, he's
1: been hurt quite a bit. Yeah, so he's a guy that hasn't been available all the time for Deshaun Watson.
0: Looking at the injury report, the Packers questionable would be Equiminia St. Brown. He literally did nothing against the Buccaneers. Chris Barnes is questionable. Darnell Savage questionable. Big Bob Tanyan is questionable, and Corey Lindsley is questionable. The Packers are kind of banged up. So Matt Lafleur had some comments earlier this week how they were going to be taking their practices very light this week to try and get their players, um, you know, a little more healthier. Which is that kind of concerning though, because last week they all they talked about after the loss to the Buccaneers was how bad their week of preparation was. Now they're taking more time, you know, off. It's going to be less intensive because of injury. I. I there's think no the Packers excuse. are going to be grump, grumpy coming up on There's Sunday. no
1: excuse. If they play a terrible game, there's no excuse. You already came out and said after the Tampa Bay game, we didn't prep correctly, we didn't practice hard enough, we didn't practice well enough, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. We needed that, the wake-up call. That excuse was used. Yeah. If you come out and do the exact same thing against a Houston Texan team that's 1-5, in five, that by all accounts has an all right defensive line. If you come out and do the same type of things, I'm sorry. That excuse is used. You just played terrible. Maybe you're just not as good as we thought you were. Yeah. Because you, how many times can you say, well, we didn't practice well. Well, what the hell? Then fix it. Then fix it, right? Then fix then, it. Then practice harder. <laughs> then right. do what you got to do to get better to get ready for the game. I, I don't understand. I mean, when they struggled last year, they also, when they went out to those West Coast games, they also used they didn't practice well.
0: I well, know. What, I, what I, happened then? I hate the. Wound Why would you never, never repeat what you did that week then? <laughs> never, never repeat it. Do we think a shootout is going to happen in Houston? Is there going to be a duel at high noon?
1: I think there's going to be a shootout if the Packers' defense can't get pressure on the Houston Texans uh, quarterback, Deshaun Watson, because <laughs> this isn't a secret. The Houston Texans' offensive line is terrible outside of Laramie Tunsil, they're bad. Yeah, they stink. Now, Preston Smith, speaking of bad, has been pretty bad this season. His pressures and and his sack numbers, they haven't been near as good as they were last year. Z'Darrius Smith's down a little bit too. And obviously you don't have Kyler Fackrell. Rashawn Gary's been banged up. So the numbers with pressures and sacks have been down for the Packers. Yeah. If the Packers can get pressure... On Deshaun Watson against this bad offensive line, I don't even know if it's going to be a shootout. I think the Packers just roll. Because this Texans defense really isn't that great. Well, Deshaun Watson, You have have J.J. Watt, and it's a big name. J.J. Watt hasn't been J.J. Watt for a couple years now.
0: No, and he's banged up. He's been banged up for a while. I think this Packers
1: offense gets back on track and rolls because what are the Texans defense not good at? Stopping the run. What do the Packers have to do to set up that pass? Run the football run the effectively. I think they'll run the football effectively. I think that'll obviously open up windows for Aaron Rodgers to throw it downfield. And at the very least, the Packers are gonna put up some points. I, I would I, I, I would guess yes. over thirty-one points as a Same. team for the Packers. I just wonder can the defense slow down Deshaun Watson, which they should because the offensive line is not very good for the Texans. But they haven't really been putting pressure on quarterbacks in general. They have
0: not. I got I got a feeling that we got a showdown brewing up in Houston, Rowdy. I feel like we got a showdown brewing out. Aaron Rodgers v. Deshaun Watson. I think we're gonna get it going. I think it's gonna be both teams in the thirties. You think so? Uh, I just, I just. I mean, I just got a feeling about it, man. I think uh, Deshaun Watson, I like Deshaun Watson, dude. He is a gamer. He balls. I know you feel the same way about Deshaun Watson. Yeah,
1: he was my dark horse to win the MVP this year.
0: He is a baller, dude.
1: So the the total is 57.
0: And there's going to be fans in the stands. The first time the Packers had fans in the stands, it was against the Buccaneers. I mean, I'm not saying 20% is going to do anything, but it still messes a little bit with what they got going. Uh, over-under is what, 57?
1: 57. Obviously, the, the line right now is Green Bay by 35 Yep. So they're expecting a lot of points. They are. I feel like the Packers could put up 38 points on this Houston Texans defense. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all, especially with looking with how bad the Houston Texans have been against stopping the run mm-hmm. and have been at best middle of the road against stopping the pass, which that just that plays right in the Packers' hands. It's just can that Packers get a pass rush? That's the big question, right? All right, we're gonna keep if, talking. If, if, about if it. they if they can if they can get Deshaun Watson out of the pocket and and out on the move, running for his life, this isn't going to be a shootout. This isn't going to be close.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I um, uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game. Uh, new New Nose Nelson, that's the handle on Twitch, it says bring JJ Watt back with the Packers. I saw someone else on Twitter say. What are the Houston Texans going to do if Randall Cobb just all of a sudden goes to the Packers locker room and rides the bus back with them? Would you? Who'd you I don't want know back if with Packers you? The Packers would let him back on. <laughs> it's like Aaron Rodgers would. I think everyone else would be like, "Yo, no, dude, step off, step back, look behind me, though. What do I got? What do I got hanging behind me? What is this hanging behind me? That is a Randall Cobb. I met Randall Cobb at an AT and T his rookie year, here in Madison, on the west side. Very blue eyes. I thought he had no, green one of each. I thought he had a. Uh, he had very green. those there a green eyes? I remember. <laughs> revenge is a dish best served cold. That right there, my friends, is an old Klingon proverb, and as also as what is going to be happening tonight, because it is going to be about 39 degrees. Seven o'clock kickoff, Camp Randall, as Wisconsin's looking for revenge on Illinois. A little different flavor, though, right? No Jonathan Taylor. Nope. Jack Cohen's out on her center. It's Graham Mertz now. There's no, no Quintes Cephas. No. Nope. And nope. it's not in Champaign. It's going to be at Camp Randall. No. Nope. Well, how would you guys describe that game last year? Nelson, let's start with you. How would you describe that loss to Illinois last year when Wisconsin came in as a 31-point favorite, turned the ball over three times, and then uh, got beat on a field goal as time expired? Depressing. RJ? How would you describe it? <laughs> one, I, one word, I guess. I think... Uh, yeah. Or a couple words. Em- embarrassing, but, but. Okay, I like, I mean, I don't like that, but yeah, that's Really, fitting.
2: you didn't think they were going to lose until the Jonathan Taylor fumble.
0: Yeah, I would describe it as unbelievable. <laughs> we got embarrassing, we have depressing, and unbelievable. You got to say it like that, because if you say unbelievable, people unbelievable. think it's a good thing. Unbelievable, dude. Well, now Wisconsin, you know, coming in anywhere from a. An, 18, what all the way down to 18 and a half to what did it open up at 23? I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. So anywhere in that range, they are going to get it going. So the biggest question mark: what is the biggest question mark? Is it the play of Graham Mertz, or is it who replaces Jonathan Taylor?
1: I think it's the play of Graham Mertz, just because yeah. the quarterback's the most position, most important position on the field, pretty much at every single level when it comes to football. And we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum. Leading up to this game, Wisconsin running backs always seem to be pretty yeah, good. No always. matter who it is, they, this year is no different. They got a stable, a number of guys that can come in and step up. We just don't know exactly who we think it'll probably be Nikia Watson, but we don't know exactly who's going to take the job. But Graham Mertz is the biggest question mark. He was the highest, highest touted quarterback ever recruited by Wisconsin big time, four star you just haven't seen him really play. You saw him in yeah. 3 games against lower level competition at the end of the game in garbage time. You haven't seen him against the Big 10. You haven't seen him against the real teams.
0: Yeah, Mertz, I mean the highly touted, the biggest the most, you know, heralded recruit I can ever remember when it comes to especially the quarterback position. Um uh, when Russell Wilson came in 2011, were people as high as I'm trying to remember. Were people as high in Russ coming as they are on Mertz now getting a start? No, no, not even close.
2: Yeah. Well, it was like still an unknown with Russell Wilson, yeah, wasn't it? it was like, oh, we got some guy from NC State. Yeah. Let's see what he can do.
1: Yeah, it was a guy that was a transfer from NC State that was a decent quarterback, but he played more out of a spread system. Mm-hmm. So you were unsure exactly how he'd fit into a pro-style system that Paul Christ and uh, at the time Brett Bielema ran. Yep. And so you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, let's. well, he's a pretty good player. Hopefully he can come in and play pretty well. Hopefully he can be a solid quarterback that Wisconsin seems like it's been missing now for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he came in and blew everyone away.
0: Yeah, Russ blew everyone away. Um, My question is, can Graham Mertz live up to the hype and blow everyone away? Because the expectations are, and this might be unfair for Mertz, but it it comes with the territory when you um, put – well, it's not him putting himself out there. He's just doing what he does. Like, he's playing <laughs> he's the game playing that he loves. And he's just happened to be really good at it. The expe- so we were told, and this is in high school, the expectations for Graham Mertz are so through the roof that I wonder if Badger fans are ended up, I, I wonder at the end of this game against Illinois what they're going to be feeling when it comes to the play of Graham Mertz because the expectations are so high, I wonder if Mertz can meet them. The cream always
2: rises, rises to the top.
0: The top. What? We've, we've got a lot of WW, wWF and WWE jobs yeah, yeah. in today, especially out there. the expectations i uh, it's Illinois at the end of the day it's Illinois like I think the expectations for merch to be good is going to be the likes of like Michigan, you know uh, going against Minnesota yeah, but it starts to get him in Ohio yeah, state it, in the big you're, starts to, tonight. you're spot on you at the end still of the have day
2: have to look good today
0: if he looks if mm. I don't know what's going to happen with the weather and how they're going to establish the game because you got to replace Jonathan Taylor, too. Like, No single player is going to be able to replace the production of Jonathan Taylor. He was the greatest running back in a three-year stretch in college football history.
1: Well, what do we know about—I mean, you don't
0: know that. Who's got higher expectations, <laughs> the guys that replace Jonathan Taylor or Graham Mertz? What the do we know about Graham Jonathan Mertz, Taylor. though?
1: What do we know about him? We, we hear about how he slings touchdowns at high school All-Star games. Slanging them. The guy's got a cannon for an arm. Cannon. He, he's cannon. supposed to be the next big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it might not be the best weather tonight. It might be a little rainy. It might be a little damp. We don't need normally, excuses. Normally, guys that throw the football extremely well don't matter. Still throw it well when it comes to rain. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the the guys that struggle at throwing the football, and all of a sudden it's windy and it's rainy, and maybe they have Alex, small sorry, hands. They can't really <laughs> throw the football as well. When you have a guy that's this what do you mean small hands? When you have a guy that's this highly talented... like cabbage. <laughs> if he can't throw the football in a little bit of rain... You're,
0: you're game over, then. Game over, man. Game, game over. Game over. So, RJ, I, I think that's... I'm going to put that up as a Twitter poll. Just say
2: you have COVID and the season if he can't throw. Hey, man. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got the COVID, pops. <laughs> <laughs> well, quarantine him for 26 days. Let's go. It's 21. 20, sorry, 21 days. Let's go. All right, so... I I threw it out there just you know just came off the top of the dome and you said it right away and then Nelson went on about well, Mertz because what we were talking about Graham yeah. Mertz but the expect I mean there's so many expectations surrounding Graham Mertz and rightfully so I mean he's the highest touted quarterback recruit ever but what about the expectations for the running back position that's Wisconsin's bread and butter that's Wisconsin football is pounding the rock mm-hmm. down your throat the expectations like the replace Jonathan Taylor have to be Enormous. And you said RJ just right away is like I said, Well, what's more big what's the bigger expectation? Graham Mertz, or who replaces JT?
2: And you said replacing JT. Yeah, I mean is you have to replace a sixty nine, almost seventy percent completion percentage for two thousand seven hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns with five interceptions. Now, the potential that Mertz has t- let's tells me that should be able to happen mm-hmm. on potential alone. So you're really trying to replace the almost 2000 yards rushing <laughs> um <laughs> and control of the clock where
0: I mean Jonathan Taylor is the is the only running back in football uh, FBS history to run for 6000 yards in 3 seasons.
2: The only, the, <laughs> only, the only time last year you won and didn't control the clock was the Minnesota game because you were scoring most of the time you touched the ball. Um, and, I mean, I, I really feel the running back position is the key position that those so, guys as a group need to step up. So unless, it's unless, not unless, just
0: one guy. It's the group as a as a as a as a total. Unless all the whole like group. Zach
2: has touched on before, if you know, Nakia Watson has looked a little timid at times, uh, trying to find a hole to run through, or he sees it and waits too long for, and it starts closing on him. If constant playing time gets him to that point where yeah. he becomes a better runner, yeah, maybe we find out one guy reaching a thousand yards in a nine-game season. I mean, that that could be enough to, quote-unquote, replace Jonathan Taylor. Um, but well, – more- I think the difference –
1: the biggest thing for me is what you kind of said is there's multiple guys there mm-hmm. that that have to step up or, in their own way, step up to replace Jonathan Taylor. You're not just going to replace Jonathan Taylor with one guy. You're probably going to have to piece it together. And – Nakia Watson, obviously he looks like he's the odds-on favorite to be the number one back. Mm -hmm. But you have Garendo, who's going to get touches. You have Groshak, who will be his third down back. He'll still get carries. And from what we've seen in some of the videos from practice, it looks like Jalen Berger's turned some heads on a few plays. I would imagine all those guys get carries. And that's why I'm not too worried, because we just listed off four guys. The big thing for me is is Mertz having to play well because – after Jack Cohn, we had Mertz, who's the huge recruit, but we haven't really seen him. And then you have Chase, Chase Wolf, Wolf, which you uh, haven't really seen a whole uh, lot of either. But he Boom. wasn't he wasn't the highly touted quarterback like the likes of Graham Mertz. Right. And then after that, you you have Vanden Boom, who's hardly played. And Who's You don't know who's going to step up if anyone would step up if Graham Mertz didn't play well.
0: I really apologize and I, I totally forget and I I know his, his grandpa's listening and his dad because they retweeted our Twitter poll. Who's the kid behind Vanden Boom again? You guys remember?
2: Kid from Iowa.
0: <laughs> what the hell is his name again? His grandpa and his dad were all um. over it. Oh I, I, he's he's not gonna see the field, but I you know I apologize. <laughs> I mean besides the punter rowdy, what are you what are you eyeing up? Besides and Graham Mertz
1: got to be the running back situation. So that's what it is? It's, it's the two that we've already talked about. It's Graham Mertz and the running back situation. Right. I feel e- extremely comfortable with the rest of the
0: roster. Throw the running backs out of the equation, then what What else besides Mertz and the running backs? <laughs> Just list something off, and then we're
2: going to say, no, you're wrong. Pick no, we're going else. on the
0: list. I mean, mine goes Graham Mertz and running backs. What's next? Who steps up in I'm that gonna, receiver room? I'm going to say... Me. Or the outside linebacker. I'm going to say Paul Chris.
1: Because well, how, how much his efforts? He... Do you appreciate any it? How much is he going to open really up the playbook the for Graham Mertz? How much is he going to open up the playbook for Grant Mertz? Is he gonna let him throw throw it downfield or are we gonna have little ten to five you know, five to ten yard outs like we saw with Jack Cohn in his first few starts?
2: But I mean I- that could be dictated by the weather here. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like taking the over in a rain game. Who does that? Who does We need Bob Lidmire on <laughs> the sidelines to see what's going on, too.
0: I just
1: I just don't want to see a conservative game plan. I want to see them unleash merch, especially when you're nearly a 20-point favorite. See what he has week one. If you lose
0: to Illinois, you got bigger issues. So unleash merch just to see what it does. Why can't you move the frog? <laughs> Why can't you move the ball? That will be uh, us when we're like, when we right? Can't like, okay, move the, it's like, dude, why can't you move the ball? It's the
1: first game of the season. You're playing Illinois at home. There's not going to be any fans, but you didn't have to travel, yeah. and you're roughly 20 point favorites. If Graham Mertz can't whip the football around against Illinois and you can't open the playbook and have them throw it downfield, are you ever going to do it at uh, at any time this year?
0: RJ, let me Nelson bring some valid points. What, yeah. Um, you said, who replaces Quintez Cephas? Like, who replaces that production? That's what your third is you're looking yeah, at?
2: Yeah, and it's really more so just that receiver room in general because you have a new receivers coach. Oh, yeah, and you um, had the whole the virtual offseason. Virtual offseason, new receivers Was oh, that Elvis coach. Witted? W- witted, yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you still have Danny Davis and Pryor, but I I, I don't believe Crumholes and Jack Dunn are your straight backups. Um, you know they they have done well here at, mm-hmm. in their four years or five years um, on this roster, but you really need somebody, some of these more highly touted receiver recruits, um, like the couple we got from Michigan, Taj Mustafa, Mustafa, and um, who's the other Dude, one you from Michigan, and then I I would love to see. Uh, Jim Ray DK. Yeah, I was just gonna say it, Jim Ray DK. I mean, that name he,
0: just sounds like a dude who's destined to be a like a star wide receiver. Yeah, in the, the past two
2: weeks, you've heard nothing but good things about him, Jim Ray DK. Uh, so I think I'd be a little disappointed if we don't see him get some targets because they've been loving what, yeah.
0: him big time. Moving like in all the audio clips, they're all talking about Jim Ray DK. And
2: you know, in, in terms of Illinois, yeah, uh, I think most of their returners on the defensive side of the ball. Are linebackers and DBs? Yeah, their defense Um, is going to be decent. So, and I mean, they're returning one, four, five, seven of their interceptions on the year from last year. Well, and they're also returning. You know, Brandon Peters is
0: returning, and their leading receiver.
2: I'm going to butcher his name. Uh,
0: Imerta Habib. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. His first name's Josh. Yeah, Josh I.
2: Josh Imatorbebe. They, they got phonetic spelling on that thing? Baby. Well, That's had, what I'm going to go with. He had
0: 33 catches and 634 yards and 9 tutties, while their quarterback, Brandon Peters, had uh, 1,884 yards, 18 tutties, and 8 interceptions. Yeah. They did lose, though, their leading rushers, uh, Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown.
2: Yeah, and I mean... They had a lot of defensive players. Well, their defense is good because right. tw- but they also had a lot of defensive players who aren't necessarily in the top of the statistics play last year. Yeah. They were tied for fourth best
0: in the country. The in, Illinois in defense was in, yeah. in turnovers. Yeah. yeah. They had twenty eight of them. That's I mean, pretty nuts.
2: And most of them were forced fumbles. And and fumble recoveries. So And we saw a lot of fumbles uh, in the game against yeah, Illinois last I think, year. Uh, what? I think you're two, inter- see... two two fumbles and an interception last year. I think year or you're or gonna just, see yeah. a lot of
1: regression then. Because especially fumbles and fumble recoveries are pretty random.
2: Apparently not for them. I mean, geez. Nine I'd be I'd be willing 12, to bet you 30, see a regression 14, back to the mean. They're ball hawking. Nineteen forced fumbles for them last year.
0: And they're punching, man. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, and for how many games they played? That's <laughs> nearly two a game.
0: They're in there, man. They're getting her going. Sixteen recovered. You got so to. You, you go. got to be thinking. It'd be hard to continue okay. up being fourth. Best we are in the going
1: country. to see regression, almost two a game. Yeah, and you're and you're recovering sixteen out of the nineteen. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a lot of that's luck a going special, your
0: way. That is I've,
2: that's a special season for that defense. That is. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you're up there now. Yeah, if it were mostly interceptions. Yeah, you're you're looking more at like a wow, that's a ball hawking defense. But yeah, when when you're when looking fumbles. at when it when you're looking at forced fumbles of twenty some with sixteen recoveries, some of that is lucky bounces. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. That's a special season though. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, still the defense brings back a lot of experience, um, losing uh, a few of their top D linemen, but the 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 guys behind them still have plenty of snaps on the year. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out.
1: Like how many times have you seen Jack Cone get hit from behind? And you're like, how did he not fumble that football? Yeah, And then at other times you had Jonathan Taylor who looked like he was about to house it and he gets hit from the side and all of a sudden the ball was (laughs) on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that stat's pretty random to me. I feel like they're going to regress back to the norm. You know, here is comments yeah.
0: from Joe Rudolph on why Illinois causes so many fumbles. So let's hear from the uh, the O.C.
3: They put their face on the ball when they tackle. You see it repeatedly. You see that jar of the ball loose. They put their face right on the football and they 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 create separation and they they find great opportunities to do it in the open field. I think number two is they are very aware to stripping the ball. You know those two characteristics I think created a lot of fumbles.
0: Well, I mean, what do we know about Lovey Smith when he's with the Chicago Bears? They valued takeaways. that And that defense was, was legit. It was nasty.
2: Well, even if we look at... It helps when you have some uh, a Hall of Fame linebacker, though. <laughs> also true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> even if we look at what happened to the Badgers when they played at Illinois last year, that was when Jack Cohn threw a bad interception towards the end of the game, yeah. and Jonathan Taylor laid it on the, on the ground at the end of the game. Yep. Those were two huge turnovers right at the end of the game where, if I remember correctly... The Jack, Was it the Jack Cohn pick where they were starting to drive? One of them is when they were starting to drive, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those were terrible timing turnovers where even if you didn't do one of them, yeah. you probably, probably win, win the game.
2: You, well, that Taylor well, fumble yeah, at the end was the backbreaker. The fumble as you gained the first down that, that would have allowed you to run the clock, but then you fumbled the ball. Ugh, gross. Uh, yeah. It, and that, and that, that was that a game where
1: you just take away one of those turnovers, you probably win the game, and you played like trash outside of that. Correct. Yeah. Again, you were a 31-point favorite. God. <laughs> you lost.
0: Uh, and now there's revenge on that the will brain. Happen. Revenge. Will there be a back that gets over 800 yards? it is a shortened season, I don't know. Our sports director, I thought Zach bar Heilprin. I the was set at 700. Was it 700? I thought it was 800 it was for some reason. Well, we'll ask Zach Heilprin coming up in the 9 o'clock hour because he's going to join us at 9 a.m. Uh, he's one of the select media members that's going to be down there. So uh, congrats on him. And so is Jocko, uh, as we heard him Wednesday from NBC 15. All right. So, uh, looking into our Twitter poll really quick, who faces higher expectations for the Wisconsin Badgers? Is it the highly touted quarterback and Graham Mertz, or is it the running backs? who have to replace Jonathan Taylor, who is statistically the greatest running back in a three-year span. Jonathan Taylor uh, had 6,000 yards in just – over 6,000 yards in just three seasons. That's uh, that's pretty nutty. The Badgers are expecting to have a good running game, though, without Taylor. They're leaning on that senior, Garrett Groschek, along with that sophomore, Nakia Watson, and uh, Isaac Gorendo. And then you also throw in a little bit, because Rowdy was just talking about Jalen Berger, a little burger time. What do we know about backs that come out of New Jersey? They're good. <laughs> they're, go- they're good. They, they seem it, to find they, a home at Wisconsin. And they do all right. And they do. They seem to do all right. Yes, indeed. Replacing Jonathan Taylor, though, is not going to be an easy feat, but Wisconsin has been able to have a stable of running backs year in and year out. Now, against Illinois last year, Wisconsin managed just 156 yards on the ground and only 3.6 yards per carry. That uh, that was not the normal Badger offense we saw last year against the Fighting Illini. That no.
2: game stunk. They... they Picked their poison and it worked for them. Yeah. Uh, they they decided to try to limit the running game. And to some extent they did. The Badgers still outrushed and outgained uh Illinois on the day. It's turnovers dumb. Uh, yeah. Turnovers won't help you out anything. So
0: anymore. in this Twitter poll right now, Graham Mertz, and I thought this would happen, but it's a little closer than I thought. Graham Mertz leading the way of who's got more expectations. Graham Mertz have sixty four point two percent of the vote while the running backs have thirty-five point eight percent. Mertz. You know, it's something we've been looking for a long time for Wisconsin is that quarterback that get you over the hump, the guy that can be more than just a game manager. And I think Jack Cohn's more than a game manager. Jack Cohn was mm-hmm. good when they let him and they opened up the playbook. But I think Rowdy has said this a lot of times about the ceiling of Cohn compared to the ceiling of Mertz. You want to reiterate that, Noe?
1: Well, it's just I think we know what Jack Cohn is, right? We saw it last year. He's a nice, solid quarterback. He's going to make every throw. He's going to be accurate. He's going to be smart with the football. But he just doesn't have the physical traits that Graham Mertz has. If you watch his film, if you watch his high school highlights, he just physically can't throw the football as well as Mertz.
0: But you get him on the lacrosse field and Cohn's got the edge, baby. Let's go to the phones really quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Hey. Hey. Oh, sorry. Cutting out there, bud. All right. So, 608-321-1670, Twitter zone medicine. Something's wrong with your phone there, Charlie. All right. So, yeah. Jack Cohn, a nice player. Um, is it unfair to say what Rowdy just said? I kind of agree with him, though. Is like we saw the ceiling of Cone. Did we see the ceiling of Cone? Will Cone get his job back when he comes back from injury? I think
1: I don't even know if I'd say we saw the ceiling of Cone. I think he could continue to be a better player. I just think his total ceiling is nowhere near as high as what Graham Mertz is. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Graham Mertz could be one of the best college football quarterbacks
2: in the country. He could Jack be up Cone. for the Heisman. Yeah, Jack Cohn. Co- the only Does quarterback award. Does he got odds? I don't know if Adrian Martinez could get odds as a freshman. I don't know how Jack, uh, how Graham, Graham Mertz, Mertz can. Could,
1: well, like, I think Graham Mertz, if he reaches his potential, could be a top 10 quarterback in college football. Mm-hmm. Jack Cohn was third or fourth best in the Big Ten, which you'll take all day if you're Wisconsin. You're oh, not for, knocking for him whatsoever. Sure. He just doesn't have the I'm a top five, top 10 quarterback in college football where I could play wherever I want.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, I really think – the expectation, and if you're really looking at who's got the bigger shoes to fill, it's the running backs. It's not Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz... Well, because what is Wisconsin football? It's having a serviceable quarterback and a run game.
0: And you have... You're running... A, a guy is it, isn't who Wisconsin can,
2: not running back university? A guy who can complete the high percentage throws, which, with if, if we're looking at it and we want to say all the potential in the world is there for Graham Mertz, I... Fully expect him to make the high percentage throws. So, Same. give me a running back who can, or the room. If it's more than one guy, it's more than one guy. Give me a running back room that needs to fill the shoes of Jonathan Taylor. Because if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. If you have
0: multiple running backs, you got a strong game because you get body after body just churning out yards. Um, remember when the, oh, the there, run-
2: there are some teams that have multiple running backs who can't even...
0: Well, I'm talking for Wisconsin, but remember remember when Wisconsin had the likes of, I don't know, uh, Melvin Gordon,
2: Monte Ball, and James White? You mean when they were like 75 yards away from having three running backs with 1,000 yards in a year? (laughs) Wasn't that
0: nuts? (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Uh, But, I mean, there's a huge stable of running backs right now, and just because... Just if one guy is not going to fill the shoes of Jonathan Taylor, that's that's fine. You could have a collection of guys to do right, it. But as long still, as you're getting positive yeah, yardage. You
2: still need it to happen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Wisconsin has a good history of running backs and all that. But, I mean, there's still a couple years here since 2000 where they didn't reach 1,000 yards for anybody. Um. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Uh, more so for me, the running backs. Because – I have complete confidence in Mertz. Uh, it's so so do I. Which so a
0: guy we've only seen what you, was he nine for ten for seventy some yards last year? Something I like he was that. Ten for ten. Uh, it was like nine like, for ten. Nine for ten for like okay. seventy three yards. I want to say. Um, but to play devil's advocate, RJ, because Nelson's going with Graham Mertz, you're going with the running backs. So who's got the more expectations? To so play devil's advocate here about the running backs. We have known for a long time what Wisconsin football is. That's running back university, and we've always what have we always talked about? Man, we have the line, we have the defense, we have the running backs, but the one thing we don't have is that quarterback to push us over the, uh, to, over that little hump to get in that tier one. So, I mean, you could make the case, and I think a lot of people are, and not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate that yeah, Graham Mertz has the bigger expectations.
2: Mm-hmm. And and tonight, I think Illinois is gonna. Pull a, a similar game plan to last year. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yes. Stack that box and force the quarterback to to win the game. And, uh, you know, what? Wisconsin had like 290 yards passing last year, something like that? 260? I'm, I'm probably getting my uh, my 9 and 6 flipped here. But 200, 200, 200 and some odd yards passing. Um, and... Almost did enough to win that game outside of two fumbles Ugh, uh, I and can't. an interception. You know, I hate thinking about I, that game. <laughs> but and, but you have to against know, this team. I know. I know. Um, I, know. It, uh, I So I,
0: I mean, Jack Cohen had yeah. Jack Cohen was twenty four for thirty two for two hundred and sixty four yards. Sixty four. Yeah. He threw for one tutty and one interception. But I mean, I'll take that line from Graham Mertz. And. Uh, and, and, and Jonathan Taylor had 28 carries, 132 yards, and a touchdown. When you look at some of the production, you're like, "How the hell did they lose this game?" The and turnovers,
2: it's the turnovers. Yeah, the backbreakers. I mean, they got two touch uh, a touchdown and a, two field goals off of turnovers. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, if you lose the turnover battle, especially in the NFL, yeah,
2: you're gonna have a bad time. You
1: lose the game like two thirds of the time.
2: Yeah. You gave them 13 points off of turnovers, <laughs> so and I mean, they're all just in the worst
0: possible times yeah oh god i remember i was at uh, delta beer lab last year and we were doing like <laughs> an event where there was a band i had to like host a because of my other station the resistance i had to host this little mini concert in the back and in, in the ta- in the where they make the beer yeah. you know so there's a bunch of listeners there's this band there and literally right before the band goes on and i was supposed to be out go out there be all cheery and host this thing illinois beats wisconsin <laughs> illinois beats wisconsin hey. and i'm watching the tv I'm like are you Crapping me! I didn't say crapping. And then they're like, "Hey, Ebo, come on down. Are you ready to You ready to host this event? All right, no. let's go." I'm like, Judas. But uh, there's going to be some revenge on the brain. There has to be, and there's going to be a butt whooping, as Nikia Watson said. I want to talk to these running backs coming up. Looking at our Twitter poll, who's got the uh, the higher expectations on their soldier should, shoulders? Soldiers, soldier. Who has the higher expectations on the Badgers? The highly touted quarterback, Graham Mertz. Or the stable of running backs. Right now, Graham Mertz leading the way of 66.1% of the vote. Our guy, JD and MSN, um, he's, I think, after a couple of days of being triggered by Rob Reichel, was eventually able to get over it as he tweets in finally about something different, and it's about the Wisconsin Badgers. He says it's got to be Graham Mertz all day. UW has been, always been able to fill the running back role many times with more than one. Graham has the microscope on him. Many fans have been clamoring for him to start before he even hit campus. I'm
1: I'm 100% with JD on this one. JD,
0: my man. I mean, just
1: look at what Jonathan Taylor did. Are any of us expecting anyone to step up and be Jonathan Taylor?
2: No. No. Exactly. But you were, you need it needed to happen.
1: Were any of us really you know sitting there watching Jonathan Taylor and all the other running backs thinking hmm hopefully this year do you think anyone can step up and be Melvin Gordon
0: mm, no I, I just want them to be whatever they're destined to be Right? but
1: it organically happened yeah. right yeah what do we know about Graham Mertz and his hype it's through the roof it's the biggest anyone any of us has ever seen ever ever for any quarterback for pretty much
0: any all right. player real quick let's go to the phones welcome to the show who do I got
3: Mitch and Madison.
0: Mitch and Madison. What's up, brother? I knew it wasn't Charlie because I could hear like a car noise in the background. What's up, homie? Uh forty
3: four to six, Bucky. Love it. We're gonna we're gonna establish the run early and then get a couple play action okey doke bombs by Graham Mertz. Career ninety percent passer. <laughs> yep, nine out of ten, baby. Um it is as simple as that. Yeah, I have a you talk about where you were when you watched the i game last year. Yeah. We had, uh, I had helped move a camper with my in-laws, and then we go into this bar uh, in North Andover, and we walk in at this <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye bar. Ooh. And they had the Badger, yeah, they had the Badger game on, and I'm like, are you kidding me? We're about to lose to this.
0: It's dis- it, was it was disgusting. It was it, disgusting.
3: It was, it was. So... Uh, I don't care what anybody says. They they got like you said the revenge on their mind. I think they're gonna ground them and pound them, and then Mertz is gonna get some bombs, and then it's gonna be done skis. I,
0: I like all that. Ground them and pound them. Mertz with a bomb, and then it's done skis. Mitch. Yeah. What are you doing for the game tonight? You doing anything?
3: Uh, you know, hanging out with the boys. Oh yeah, all, you got your you got, got your
0: twins. You got your twins.
3: Yeah, uh, they're almost one now, but they uh, we got. Uh, We throw the football every day. We throw footballs around, basketballs around, so we got sports on all the time, so we'll be watching at
0: home. (laughs) My man, yeah, you get those kids right, Mitch. You get them in that Bucky Badger gear, you get them ready to cheer on Graham Mertz. Yes, sir. Nice to see you, buddy. Nice hearing from you. All right. There he is. Have a good weekend, man. Mitch and Madison, 608-321-1670. Twitter, that's at Zone Madison. But, yeah, um, let's see, JD and MSN tweets back in at Zone Madison, says Illinois will cover, but Bucky ain't going to forget last year. Watson takes over in the second half. UW, 34-17. to 17. JD, that's a, my exact prediction as well. You can find it at mancitysports.com. Well,
1: what I was getting at with the Graham Mertz and the expectations is how many times have we had these players that have had huge expectations and they've met them? Yeah. Because it's be- always been a lot of the guys that have kind of come out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor, three years out ago, four years ago. They had, you know, RJ, RJ, told RJ us. and Bernstein go, "Wow, this guy's a stud." Who is he? Yeah,
2: no one knew who he was. He was like fourth, Take, fifth on t- the depth chart, taking the the reps with the the walk ons and the freshmen. Yeah, RJ came running in on a what was that, a, that Monday, was a Monday? And he's like, "Guys,
0: Matt Bernstein, Wisconsin legend, fullback, known for the Penn State game." He's like, "Matt Bernstein and I were at practice, and there's this kid." Jonathan Taylor, look out for this guy. Or
1: go before that. We'll go with Melvin Gordon. He was a kid that committed to Iowa. He flipped back to Wisconsin, and everyone's like, oh, nice. Kid from Wisconsin, pretty good. He came back to Wisconsin. He flipped his commitment from Iowa. He's still behind guys like James White and Monte Ball. Mm -hmm. He came out of nowhere and was definitely the best running back on that team. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Did Um, did anyone expect Ron Dane to be the best? the The best running back potentially Wisconsin's ever had when they recruited him out of New Jersey as a heavy set running back
2: now because every other program in the country had him at a fullback. <laughs>
1: exactly. A lot of these guys have come out of nowhere. They didn't have these huge expectations where everyone's clamoring for them. and that's just it, it's it's a tough standard to meet when you have these type of expectations. So Graham Mertz could be extremely good. He could be better than Jack Cohn. And we would still think he's not that great because he never reached. Yeah, the because our expectations, expectations the roof of literally being like a Trevor Lawrence type quarterback.
0: And that's not and that's not fair for Graham Mertz. It's that's,
1: not, but that's that's how it
4: is. That's yeah,
0: life. That is it. Zach Howell, our sports director, in the house. The true Mister
4: Unlimited. Yes, sir. What's up,
0: dude? It's game day. You're a select media member that gets to be in there.
4: I'm a media member that gets to be in there.
0: Select yeah. media member that
4: gets to be in there. It's gonna be fun. Uh, very weird, but it's gonna be fun.
0: Now, um, is there like plexiglass? I'm, I'm sure you I haven't, you been, haven't been in
4: there, so you don't know. I guess no clue.
0: Uh, on Monday, can you promise to give us a full report of like what it was for like sure. to be in there? Yeah, for All sure. Right. So Zach, can't wait. Um, the weather looks a little better because I was looking a couple days ago or yesterday, and it, I thought it was gonna be rainy. And you're like, you're like, Ebo, re- recheck. Do, you do your best, Bob Lindmeyer and go and recheck. And I looked, and it's now just going to be cloudy but a little cold. So I think, hopefully, maybe we can see Graham Mertz unleashed. But uh, as we previewed the game coming up tonight against Illinois at 7 o'clock, I was wondering out loud, because Wisconsin is known for what? Always having a really good running back, a really good offensive line, and a defense, right? It's running back university for the Wisconsin Badgers. Well, Jonathan Taylor in a three-year stretch was what? The best college football running back ever?
4: Yeah, over six thousand yards, only running back to ever do it. It's,
0: that's a lot of um, production to replace. If you're, you know, the stable of backs that they have. Yeah, but then there's this guy named Graham Mertz, who is uh, the most highly touted quarterback Wisconsin's ever had. Money Mertz, who's got more expectations in your opinion
4: on their shoulders. Yeah, it's not particularly close, I don't think. I mean, we, we, <laughs> it's been three years, a little over three years. You committed, I believe, it was October ninth of twenty seventeen. And it's now October 23rd, so we've been waiting three years to see Graham Mertz start a game, and I think by far his expectations are off the charts and probably a little bit unfair, but hey, we're going to do it anyways.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, Graham Mertz, all he does is go out there and play the game that he likes to play. <laughs> and we sit around and give him these insane expectations to meet. And he's like, oh, I'm just, I just, I'm good at a game and I play it. And here we are sitting as, you know, fans that I and Nelson M him and, and you covering the team. Is it un? is it unfair of Mertz to uh, have these expectations put on your shoulder or is that just, Hey, that's.
4: That's the territory that you're in right now. That's what happens when you're the highest-rated quarterback to ever come to Wisconsin. I mean, that he it's not his choice to be that, but that's what he is. And when Wisconsin has had a solid quarterback group for since 2011, I mean, it's 2012 yeah, to, to— Solid. To, it's been solid. It hasn't been great by any stretch. People think Graham Mertz can be great. And so when that happens, yeah, everyone wants to see the potential. He's got the potential. He's got the greatest potential of any quarterback that, that I've covered at Wisconsin— um, which is since 2013, which is insane—a ton. So, but but you've can watched Badgers. But so can often. we expect can we expect him to be great right away? I, that's probably unfair. That is unfair. All right. So, um, it, especially because of what's around him.
0: Well, is it unfair? Yes, but it's what Wisconsin needs, isn't it? To get to that next step, it,
4: they need Grahammerz to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the expect the expectations are unfair because he hasn't started a game yet exactly and but the, we'll see but what the happens tonight then. but the career expectations of taking them and taking them to the next level that's what yeah that's what he's here for that's what wisconsin got him for and, and to push him to the next what college football playoff and potential national championship at least run i'm not saying it's going to happen but that's that is the idea in everyone's mind is that's all well, they've been. That's missing. That's what we've been looking for. That's what they've been missing. And I think s- forever.
1: Graham Mertz would tell you that too if you got him in a room
0: by himself.
4: Oh, for sure. He's talked about winning a natty. He's talked about bringing a natty to to Wisconsin. I I don't even like saying the word, but like it's uh yeah. He hey, talked, whatever
0: you don't like saying, I'll say it for you. Okay? He ta-
4: he talked about it before coming to Wisconsin. That's he said he wants to bring a national championship to Wisconsin. There's no doubt about that. But that isn't that every player. I would hope so. Yeah. So yeah. I mean.
0: Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. All right, so Graham Mertz, a lot of expectations, obviously, the highest-rated quarterback to sign with the Badgers. When you look at, though, um, of what Wisconsin has always had, and that's a stable of running backs that have always been able to tote the rock, v- replacing Jonathan Taylor is, is it's a Herculean feat. That's like a huge ask to do because he was – who's going to replace the greatest running back ever in a three-year span? It's, how are you going to do that? Well, going into this game – uh, you know, you got Nakia Watson, Garrett Groshak, you got Garendo, you got the you know, J- Berger Davis. When you look at this running back committee, uh, I don't even know how to ask this question. Like, how do you how do you replace the production of Jonathan Taylor? Is Wisconsin going to be able to continue on of carrying the torch of running back? You.
4: So after 2014, I thought we had seen the best running back to ever play at Wisconsin. Thought Melvin Gordon was the best running back that ever was ever going to play here. Turned out that. Another guy came along that was pretty darn good, right? He and didn't Jonathan have to wait Taylor. Long. I'm not saying that there's a guy better than Jonathan Taylor or even on his level on this roster, but Wisconsin has a way of of doing that. Wisconsin has a way of the next guy in. It's he's. Are you going to get a single uh, the, like single production out of a guy like John that that the production that Jonathan Taylor had? Are you going to get that out of a single guy? Probably not. But their running game is still going to be good, whether it's Garrett Grosick, Nikia Watson, Isaac Grendo, or anybody else. Uh, in terms of tonight. I think this, there's, you know, it'll be interesting. I think Garrett Groschik probably ends up starting. Uh, Nikia Watson, why and is, Isaac, why, why? And Nakia Watson and Isaac Grendo, according to the Milwaukee Journal don't got a little nicked up. Uh, this, really? Th- it, recently in practice, do they end up playing? It sounds like they will, but how how much can you get out of them? It's why Mason Stocky, the the fullback, has been getting some work at tailback. I think that has more to do with using them in. Pass protection because you don't really trust a Jalen Berger, perhaps in pass protection at this time. But if those uh, Isaac Garendo or, or Nikia Watson have to drop out, you could. We... So they're already a little banged up, nicked up. Nick, I'm sorry, nicked yes. up.
0: Yes, according to the Milwaukee Journal
4: Sentinel. Well, yeah, and so we'll we'll see. I don't. I, I think they they're both going to play. It's not like they're going to be held out. But if they're limited, could if they're not unlimited. If they're not Mister Unlimited, Mister Limited, could, yeah. If they're Mister Limited, could, they, uh, <laughs> could we see some Mason Stocky at tailback? Probably, maybe, maybe may be Jalen Berger in a situation where he's not having being asked to pass protect and that type of stuff.
0: Zach, it's fu- okay. So, um, I know you're a big fan of this guy, as I am too. So, if we see some Stocky playing, who's going to be very excited about it? Our guy Matt Bernstein, Matt Bernie, Matt Bernie, Matt Bernie. Did you see? I did. You saw it on this Facebook page, yes. Matt Bernstein, I just because he joined us um, two days ago to talk Wisconsin Badgers in the same time that you're on right now, and he said, "Yeah, I got my picture in Camp Randall." Of <laughs> <laughs> I just got to show it to the Twitch stream, or if you
4: have Matt Bernstein on Facebook, you got to go at him. It is it is hilarious. I think the best part of that photo is, is the his dad. Si- that no, the dad's on the right. Is it
0: that? That's his dad. Yeah, right here. That one, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. His dad in the tuxedo. his dad in the tuxedo. <laughs> uh, the, the best part about the best pure seventies. It is the best part about it is that he is autographed it.
0: Yeah, that he autographed his own freaking picture <laughs> and sent it to <laughs> Wisconsin to put it in the stands. It is too funny, man. All right, so um, with Garrett Groshek potentially getting the start, then are we? I mean, Garrett Groshek is a is a very good back.
4: Yeah, he's he's an experienced guy. And, yeah. but I think obviously Nakia Watson is the guy that you could probably want to run between the tackles on a regular basis. And again, I think they're going to play. Set. Yes. They're both going to play. Isaac Rendo and him are both going to play. I'm just saying they're a little apparently nicked up.
0: But one of those strengths for the Badgers is how many running backs they have, right? Like right, but, have but the ex-
4: the experience isn't there, right? True. I mean, Gary Groesch is the only one that has a ton of experience. Nakia played last year, but again, we saw Jonathan Taylor come in as a true freshman and, and take over. Just tear it up. Yeah, so. Right. We'll
0: right, looking s- back at last year against Illinois, Wisconsin was, what, a 31-point favorite, and they ended up losing, obviously. In, they did. In one of the, <laughs> I just want to block it out of my memory, but I can't. Um, I know Nikia Watson said that they're up for Illinois was up for a butt kicking, and then I forget who it was that it said it's not a revenge game. I think pretty
4: much somewhere. everybody else has said it.
0: So I mean, in your humble opinion, is this a revenge game for Wisconsin, or do they have the blinders on?
4: Revenge game, no, but I think it definitely is good that they're starting with Illinois because they. It, I think it probably focuses them pretty pretty well, right? Like if it's if it's. I mean, again, with eight games, you're going to be focused no matter what. It doesn't really matter. They're just happy to be playing, but. I think there's a, probably a little bit of extra motivation after what happened last year. Just, I think Nikia Watson came out with what he said, and then absolutely everybody else said the exact opposite for, yeah. I think, for probably obvious reasons. Uh, well, it's bulletin board material. The coaches said, shut the heck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, Zach, another thing that the, Jonathan Taylor's a big ass to replace, right? But I'm looking at your article at com and replacing, um, if Graham Mertz is going to have success, you need guys to catch the ball. Yes, you do. Quintez Cephas is in the NFL now for the Lions. Yep. Who is the guy that you're looking at? And I know we've talked about this a lot before, but, I mean, it, it's game day today. It is. Who is the guy or guys that you're looking at to be like, all right, Quintez had a lot of uh, production last year. Now it's time to replace that. Who is the
4: guy or guys that you're looking at to be like, this is, this is the one that is going to help Graham Merge succeed? How much did Jack Cohn rely on Quintez Cephas? A lot. He had 901 yards receiving last year. Quintes all the other wide receivers combined had less than that. It was like eight. I have it in there. Oh, like 885 eight hundred and
0: eighty-five combined.
4: Eight eighty-five combined. However, I think that That's the other wild. the other guys knew pretty early on that it was going to be Quintez's season. So Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, those are your first two, and then you have Jack Dunn and Adam Crumholtz. I think people are kind of, uh, you know, good blockers. Probably not going to be huge pass catchers. And then it's Jim Ray Dike, the true freshman out of Waukesha, who yeah. got. Rave reviews from everybody that we talked to. Eric Burrell said that he was – I think we may have said this earlier in the week. He said that he was their biggest problem that they had in camp. So those three, I think. And then it's Jake Ferguson. Can Jake Ferguson take uh, a step up? Joe Rudolph said this is the best that Ferg has ever looked. So um, he's going to be a guy – that they're going to count on, I think Graham Harris will count on, is kind of a security blanket. And then it's out of the backfield, too, right? Garrett Groshek had, I think, 34 catches last year, which would have been, uh, I think, either second or third on the team. And then, can they get some of the other running backs involved in the pass game? Can Jalen Burger perhaps be involved in the pass game? Right. Maybe not tonight, but at some point, um, to help out.
0: Well, is this a nice tune-up game for them? I mean, not tune-up, but is this
4: a nice... After what happened last year, I don't think it's a tune-up.
0: Not, not a tune-up, but to start the season against Illinois? Uh, yeah. Like, to figure some things out? For sure.
4: Yeah. So we've been talking. about I mean, would of, like, you would you rather be facing Illinois no. than than Michigan or no. Minnesota don't, don't know, or I, yeah, of course. Know. But so um, I don't think there I don't think there are any easy games on the schedule. Do, do you think that Paul
1: Chris opens up the playbook for Graham Mertz game one, or do you think you're going to see a lot of handoff play
4: action? We've th- we talked about this on on Tuesday, right? Like it was we're gonna we're he's going play action.
0: Yeah, you're going to play action with the catch, yeah. and, and Rowdy like blacked out for a second, and then came to, and so it was going to be a overthrow by Mertz.
4: Right. What are you going with? Hand well,
0: now, now the, the news of Nakia Watson being a little nicked up, and Groshek possibly starting, I'm going to. Can I change it now? Say Groshek up the middle for sure. two yards. But like shotgun read option. Uh, we had someone say jet sweep right away. Isaac Grando jet sweep. That would be oof,
4: exciting. <laughs> I just I, I, I think just, we see that a ton.
0: I just think that if there was a game.
1: I don't think you could have asked for a much better game bringing in Graham Mertz and letting him throw it around. It's Illinois. You're a 20-point favorite. It's at home. There's no fans in the stands. If there's ever a time to unleash a kid or see what he has in the first game, I think this is one of the best candidates for that type of game.
4: Feels like you have a lot to lose in that scenario.
0: Okay, that's, that's why I brought the expectation poll up on Zone Madison. It's like, okay, yeah, Graham Mertz is the guy that we want to see us take us to the next level, but Wisconsin has so many question marks in what their bread and butter is, and that's the running game.
4: They have questions at running back, and they have questions at wide receiver. Even though they have experienced players at their yeah. – you don't have guaranteed concrete answers. The offensive line, though – is the strength still the strength? Cole Van Lannen, an NFL type guy. Caden uh, Lyles at centers, an NFL type guy. John Dietzen, if he was healthy, is an NFL type guy. And and Logan Bruss may be the best of all of them. So yeah. And then obviously with Josh Elsner at left guard, a guy who started four games last year and has a lot of experience, that's still the strength. That's what you lean on. I wouldn't necessarily say you would want to get up and throw it all around. I would want to pound it right at an Illinois defense that has to replace their entire defensive line. Like that's what I would want to go after as opposed to a veteran secondary that, that Illinois has. Right, so we're
0: talking a lot of offense for the Wisconsin Badgers and rightfully so. There's a lot of pieces there that are being replaced. I'm
4: not saying that that's not going to happen. I'm not saying that Graham Mertz is going to come out and throw the ball 30 times. It's a possibility. It's just I'm saying if you wanted to start out the game, you'd want to pound it against the defensive line that, that is very young yes. I or mean, inexperienced.
0: We've talked a lot of offense, and rightfully so, because there's so many question marks there. But when it comes to the defense, what's the Badgers' biggest strength and the big, well, we'll start weakness? What's the biggest weakness right now or question marks surrounding that defense?
4: You would have to say pass rush, wouldn't you? Because they, they had 51 sacks last year. 27 and a half, I believe it was the total, came from Zach Bond, Chris Orr, and Reggie Pearson. Those are the three guys that are no longer there, right? So it's going to be on a Noah Burks and a Jack Sanborn to kind of step their game up, but it can also be on guys like Isaiah Greenmay and the true freshman Nick Herbig at outside linebacker to get after it. And can the defensive line have a bigger impact there too? Uh, usually Wisconsin does not count on their defensive line for a bunch of sacks. That's just not the 3-4 way, but Matt Henningson had four sacks last year. Isaiah uh, Loudermilk had three, and uh, Keanu Benton had two. Can they push the pocket? I think I think Keanu Benton's a star. I think he's going to be one of those guys that ends up in the NFL. Um, he's he's got that kind of talent, mm-hmm. but he needs to be consistent and push the pocket. If, what's what's the worst thing for a quarterback in in terms of like when you're going back to pass? What's the worst thing that you can? Put? When you have pressure in your yeah. face, yes, yeah. yeah, get pressure up the middle and and uh, don't allow him to step up and away from the outside pressure. Yeah. So Keanu Benton is a huge, huge part of making when, that happen.
1: When you look at Benton, you don't see many guys that come in and play nose tackle as true freshmen in the Big Ten.
4: And not only play it, but hold more than hold their own. I mean, hold the line. Uh, Olive Sangapolu and Bryson Williams did, but they weren't on his level. Like They just didn't play at the same level that Keanu did last year. And, and he replaced... And the- he to be replaced, Bryson Williams. Yeah, uh, but he was. He, I think he, even if Bryson Williams doesn't get hurt, like he's, I think it's going to be. It would have been Keanu Benton because he just got that type of talent.
0: So Zach Hopper, our sports director, joining us right now, breaking down Wisconsin versus Illinois. We talk a lot of question marks, a lot of like not weaknesses per se. I guess just question marks. What is the biggest? I mean, you've alluded to it a couple times. What is the biggest strength for that Wisconsin defense?
4: On defense, it's got to be the secondary. Um, I mean, they return everybody, <laughs> and I think they have eight. I think Jim Leonard said they have eight guys that have experience at cornerback. Just at cornerback, not even talking about safety. So um, I think the biggest question for them in the secondary, though, is the safety spot. We all, I think a lot of people expected without Reggie Pearson, it was just going to be Scott Nelson going back in there and taking over his starting job from last year. And that hasn't been the case. Colin Wilder is going to be starting or likely to start next to uh, to Eric Burrell. But no, that, that's a huge strength. The depth that they have at that spot, the different guys that they can roll through if one isn't working out is a huge, huge thing. Um, prediction... Your prediction, I mean, I, I
0: know it is, but I want you to tell the people because we were very close on ours. What was Zach Halprin's prediction for what's going to happen tonight starting at 7 o'clock?
4: I got uh, I got Wisconsin, but they don't cover. It's thirty one seventeen Badgers.
0: And Zach, before I let you go, and I do thank you for joining us today because you are Mister Wisconsin when it comes to these Badgers. I'm just getting a song
4: for your outro ready. That's a way to stall, though. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Um, Packers on Sunday going down to Houston to take on the Texans. <laughs> what do
4: we think? Uh, what do we think? Is that this is so, this is so stupid? Is that the best one in five team ever in NFL history?
0: Well, we were saying talking about that earlier. We're like, there's, they're not one in five, even though they are one in five.
4: Yeah. Uh, does Doc David Bakhtiari play?
0: Hey, he's got that chest injury, right? Yeah,
4: that's a, that's a problem, right? That is and so is Deshaun Watson. So I I would say uh, Deshaun Watson's a big problem. Isn't Corey Lindsley questionable too? He'll play. He'll yeah, end up playing. Play, but but, but uh, if if David Bakhtiari doesn't play, that could be a, a huge huge issue because they don't have a backup. Do you think left it's
0: going to be a duel, a shootout down in Houston at high noon? I do. I don't think any def- either defense is very good. <laughs> And I'm going 37-34 Packers. I'm that sounds to, about right. Yeah, I'm going up there. That man, sounds man. about right. And uh, did you, <laughs> I saw, I don't know who it was. His name is Mark something. He's a big J that was covering the Packers, and he asked Rodgers if teams had figured him out. Mark and, Daniels. Oh, Mark, that's who it was. And yeah. the look on Rodgers' face was absolutely hilarious. He's like, who in the F is this guy, and why are you asking these questions? Oh. Have the Packers
4: been figured out, Zach? One in five. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Mark Daniels has been covering the Packers since 1980, so he's he's been around. What
0: was that question?
4: All I know is he he doesn't he doesn't I don't think he has like a filter on the question. He doesn't really care what well, is, is said about him uh, or what people think about That's him. Some people said should it. be though. He doesn't give he doesn't give two craps. So yeah,
0: I, 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 I kind of like this guy now.
4: Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Zach,
0: thanks for joining us, man. And um, make sure before you walk into Camp Randall tonight. You shower and bathe in Purell, okay? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't think they're going to let you in. Okay. Rumor is they're going to have these uh, motion Ws on these giant plastic balls, like a big hamster ball that you got to get in. I'd be okay with that. I told told you you that'd be cool as hell. (laughs) You're not going to get buddy-buddy with anyone?
4: I I would actually go to a concert of your choosing in one of those.
0: Zach, he doesn't like six feet away. He likes twelve feet away. <laughs> <laughs> zach, thanks for your time, man, and I'm yeah. excited to cover or excited for you to cover the Badgers and us to follow along. At your Twitter account at zach Heilprin and at madcitysportsman And the camp, if people want to get a real quick in on yeah. the camp to get you fired up, how can
4: they do so? Anywhere you get your podcasts, including on Amazon Alexa, you can just ask her and to listen to the, uh, L- Alexa, oh yeah, Alexa. Alexa, play Wisconsin, uh, play the camp, a Wisconsin football podcast.
0: And I did have one thing that I ask of you. I don't think we'll be able to hear it on TV because it probably won't be on. But can you make sure that you are cognizant of the fact that they play "Sweet Caroline" or "Build Me Up Buttercup"? Oh, they will. Just, they will, and then we'll,
4: we'll see. And we'll see Bernie jumping around uh, for jump around in there too. That picture's incredible. <laughs> All right, Zach, appreciate it, man. Yeah. There is our sports director, Zach Halpern. <laughs>